Hello from the members of Royce City Methodist Church. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you're blessed by this message today. You're invited to join us for worship anytime. You can learn more about our worship options, locations, and how to get plugged into the life of our church by visiting our website, RoyceCityMethodist.life. Today, we hear from our associate pastor, Reverend Francis Gonzalez. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. I'm so glad to be able to serve you today from the pulpit. It is Trinity Sunday. I love mysteries. I love to read or to watch a good ministry. My mysteries, my children, when they find a movie that meets my mystery criteria on Netflix or Amazon, they send it to me. I have my own little thing, my own little box, and they just put it in there. My criteria is simple. No monsters, no gore. I need to be challenged to find the bad guy in every step of the movie. And that is because secretly I'm inspired to be Miss Sherlock Holmes, Miss James Bond, or definitely Jessica Fletcher. I love crime stories like FBI, CIA, they're my favorite, CIA, Guns for Hire and your general run-of-the-mill crazy. That's what I like. But then, in the vastness of time and space, in the depth of eternity, there exists a mystery that defies all human understanding. It is the mystery that has fascinated theologians and philosophers and seekers of truth for centuries. It is the mystery of the Holy Spirit. But today I don't want you to see the Holy Trinity as mere theology or concept to be dissected and analyzed. I'd like to consider it an invitation, an invitation to explore the depth of God's love, to contemplate the profound mystery of our faith and to discover our own place within the divine dance. Please follow this verse. Acts 2, 14 to 21. Then Peter stood in the 11th with the 11, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all who live in Jerusalem, let me explain to you, listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It is only nine o'clock in the morning. No. This is what the, was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and brillos of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood 
Therefore, before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today we celebrate the Trinity, this Trinity Sunday in the life of the church. While we're aware of our triune God, people do not use it as an icebreaker or start a conversation. This is just not where we begin. The Holy Trinity is one of those things that capture the minds. We see the wonder, the mystery, and the awesomeness of its power, but somehow, if we're asked to explain it, we always come short for words. The doctrine of the Holy Trinity is one of the central doctrines of our Christian faith. It teaches that there is one God who exists in the distinct, pers in distinct persons. It captures the nature and essence of God. The Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. While they're distinct, they are inseparable, and they share the same essence. While it is a mystery that our finite mind can never fully comprehend, we can still explore and appreciate the significance of it in, your, in our lives. This understanding of the Trinity highlights the love and unity with which God's nature God is not a solitary being, but a relational God who exists in eternal love and unity. This concept is foundational to the Christian faith and has profound implications for how believers understand God's nature, how they understand salvation and their relationship with Him. When we contemplate the Father, we recognize his role as the creator and sustainer of the universe. It is the Father who formed us in his image, who provides for us, and who loves us with an everlasting love. He is the source of all and the ultimate authority over all. In our relationship with the Father, we find security, guidance and the assurance that we're never alone in the son jesus christ we witness god's radical expression of love the son who is fully god and fully human took flesh and dwelled among us through his life and teaching death and resurrection he revealed to us the depth of god's love and humanity Jesus' sacrifice on the cross became the ultimate demonstration of love as he offered himself as the atonement for our sins, bridging the gap between God and humanity. Through the Son, we find redemption, salvation, and the path to eternal life. The best example is the baptism of Jesus and it is a significant event in the New Testament as it illustrates the unity and relationship within the Trinity. When Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan River, 
the Holy Spirit descended upon him in the form of a dove. And a voice from heaven declared Jesus as his beloved son, in whom he is well pleased. This event demonstrates the unity and cooperation among the three persons of the unity. Jesus, the Son, humbly submits himself to be baptized by the Holy Spirit as he descends upon him to empower him for his ministry. And the Father affirms Jesus' identity and mission. It reveals the relation now the rational nature of God and the perfect harmony in which the three persons of the Trinity work together. Agustin of Hippo once wrote of our Lord Jesus, he said, you stir man to take pleasure in praising you because you have made us for yourself and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in you. I personally have found this to be true. There is nothing like finding rest in Christ. The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, is the divine presence within us and among us. The Spirit comforts, convicts, and empowers. It is to the Holy Spirit that we are transformed, renewed, and sanctified. The Spirit guides us into all truth, equip us with the spiritual gifts, and unite us as the body of Christ. The Spirit works in our life, empowers to live through our faith and live our faith, faith out, to bear witness to the gospel and to participate in God's mission in the world. As we contemplate the mystery of the Holy Trinity, we are invited to a deeper relationship with God. We are called to embrace the love, unity, and community that are inherent within the Trinity. We are to love God with all of our hearts, soul, and mind, and strength. And we're called to love our neighbors of our, as ourselves. We are called to seek unity and reconciliation, to forgive, and to extend grace to others and mercy as we have been given. In a world that often emphasizes division, individualism, and self-centeredness, the Holy Trinity stands as a counter-cultural model of unity, love, and self-giving. It challenges us to live in community to honor the uniqueness of each person and to recognize that we're all interconnected as part of the human family. While we strive to know and understand God more fully, we must also humbly acknowledge the limits of our understanding. The Holy Trinity invites us to enter into a sense of wonder and awe, recognizing that the depth of God's nature will always exceed our comprehension. The Holy Trinity is not something that we're, when we pray, we, we just say, the whole Holy Trinity, I pray to you. Each one of us has a personal connection with the Holy Trinity, with one part 
In my case, I, I go to the father. Why? Because I, I lost my father when I was very young. And I can feel that protection when I direct myself and my prayers to the Father. When I need to be filled in order to give to others, I go to Jesus because he's the perfect example of loving people that you don't like. <laughs> okay? People that are with you. <laughs> he he's just teaches us how to forgive, how to extend grace. And, and that is so important because grace has been given to us through him. And we are to give it forward. We are to pay it forward. Yes, we are offended, but none of us are being crucified for it. So grace is something that we can look to Jesus and ask him, Lord, teach me how. The Holy Spirit, he walks among us, always with us, individually our own. I love that. I love that because I need to know that my Holy Spirit knows exactly who I am, how I speak. He understands my accent. He knows that I need glasses. He knows that I can only see so far. And he knows that I don't hear every word that people speak. He also knows what is deep in my heart. He also knows when I am so broken by circumstances of the world that I am not able to kneel or to sit and pray and it is at that moment in which I just close my eyes and say Lord here I am and I see the Holy Spirit taking my prayer out of my heart and out of my mouth and taking it to the Lord according to his perfect will. He is my representer. He, he tells the Lord, well, you know, she doesn't mean that. She really means this, you know. She is not praying for what she wants. She really is praying, Lord, for what she needs. And she's trusting you for it. I need that. The Holy Spirit is something that is yours and yours alone. So while we look at the Holy Trinity at once, one triune God. Each one of us can take all three of them and pray directly to them. Take one and favor that one for one reason. Then go to Christ for how we live our life one day at a time with one step in front of each other. And then know that the Holy Spirit is by our side, holding us up when we cannot stand. It is at that moment that the Holy Trinity makes sense to me. And that there is no ministry, mystery. I see it as the perfect 
triune unity. There's no separation. They're all together. The most wonderful thing is that God made it like this just for us. Just for our salvation. And just to sustain us until the end of times.